WEEI Studios, 93.7, WEEI-FM and HD1, Lawrence, Boston. We're always live on the free Odyssey Welcome to the Rich Keep Show here on WEEI. Andy Hart in the house. Taking your phone calls, 617-779-7937. We'll get back to all of our uh, Patriots talk here in a moment. As we're still trying to figure out how and why they landed on Alex Van Pelt as the next offensive coordinator. Also, we're Steve Belichick going to college. He gone. Going to be old defensive coordinator with the Washington Huskies. Good for him. Yeah, their coach left for Alabama, Jed Fish. Jumps up there to Washington. Jed Fish, who was here. For one so, year, right? Just one yes. year? Jed Fish, who, you know where he came from before he was here, was working with the Rams. Kevin Stefanski. Nope, the Rams. No, oh yeah, the Rams. John McVay. Probably a good spot to be. So another uh, offshoot coach who's having yeah. some success, because everybody raves about the culture and the job he did at Arizona, and then Bank turned mm-hmm. that into the job at Washington. But no, I think it's a good move for Steve Belichick, taking Vinny Sinceri with him. Yeah. Um, so Patriots need a running backs coach. Yes, they do. Probably a wide receivers coach. I'm starting to get the feeling that Troy Brown not back. Probably not. I bet they're going to go to some guy who was with the Packers in 2019. No, it's actually Cleveland. The rumor was Chad O'Shea. Remember he was Oh, Chad O'Shea, sure. Why not? Another white retread coach or whatever. Yeah, so they're going uh, very old school on offense, very new school on defense. And let me tell you which one's going to be better next year. See, it's so funny that this is always the same. Like, for years, oh, who are they going to draft? Look to Alabama. Look to Iowa. Rutgers. Uh, who's Elliot Wolf going to hire? I don't know. Look to Cleveland and Green Bay and whoever he yeah. knew there. It's it's not what you know. It's who you know. It really is. I mean, it's uh, a lot, of the, a lot of the same guys coming back through. But there is uh, Mike Reese put out, because we were talking about it earlier, Montgomery, I forget his first name, is going to be the D-line coach, excuse me, run game coordinator, uh, from Green Bay, it seems like he's joining the staff, and Mike Reese kind of put out a defensive rundown. He is still projecting Brian Belichick to stay here and coach the safeties. Okay. All right. Well, we'll the Belichicks were both uh, said they could stay if they wanted to. So, I mean, yeah. I mean, I still don't really know what the details were around Steve staying or not. Or Well, it, that would have been interesting because they already were a – Dual coach defense with Mayo yeah. and Belichick. And, and then Covington, Covington gets the thing, so that was weird. Who's calling? I still don't know who's calling plays on defense. I don't Is either. it going to be Mayo, who hasn't done it? Is it going to be Covington, who hasn't done it here? Well, that'll be was an early question. That'll be an early question, and you get the sense that unlike the last coach, uh, I think Mayo will answer it. Will he? I think he will. Or will he do less and less of that as he gets critiqued about it? All right, so you get him early, maybe he'll answer it. and then from Like the there, brush fire, for example, about... The uh, Steve Burton answer about we're going to take the best player. Like immediately, that was a big deal. Yeah, he goes through a few of those. I think he says, "Okay, I'm just going to stop saying stuff because you guys take everything. Yeah. You blow everything out of proportion. You take it out of context, whatever." But normally, like when it comes to something like play calling, you can kind of tell by the players' answers and press conferences, or you can. But tell will they by... even just tell us? Like Bill wouldn't tell us. No, Bill wouldn't say. Remember the whole. I think they will say now. Judge Mayo. I mean, uh, Judge Patricia back and forth and circle. Yeah, but you remember what he used to say. 
well, there, there's the play call, and then there's the preparation to call the play. And he went down this, like, he wouldn't just say, yeah, who's calling the plays? Whose lips are moving? Well, I think Hugh actually might have been telling the truth, because remember, we found out later on that they all called plays. Right. Every single guy was in the headset That's with why Mac. Mac was flapping yeah. his hands like, everybody shut up, what I gotta run a play. play. Give, me a, give me at least a personnel to start with so we can go from there. But yeah. we do have that question, and I know even people on Twitter are wondering, is Van Pelt going to call the plays? Is McAdoo actually more qualified. Could he end up calling the plays for an Alex Van Pelt designed offense? Man. They work together in roles in Green Bay. Like everything's collaboration now, remember? Yeah. The C word, the big C word around the Patriots. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's other C words we might be saying after we watch them play. I feel like there but will initially be. the big C word is collaboration. Collaboration. And maybe they collaborate on the play calling. Great. What'd you call? Who'd you call? It's college football. Who do you you want? want new age. New age college football, a lot of them have multiple coordinators. Like, there'll be a passing game coordinator and a run game coordinator. Co-coordinators. I'm Actually, not, Demarcus not Covington was a co-coordinator he, in college. He was. At I'm Eastern not, Illinois, I believe. I'm not that new school. I guess I'm, I'm trapped in See, the See, I'm old school. Yeah, you're I like old a head coach, an OC who calls plays, <laughs> yeah. a DC who calls plays. Yeah. I'm a simple thing. I can wrap my head around that as well. Yeah. That's a lot easier. Let's go to Armand in the car. What's going on, Armand? Hey, guys. How you doing? Uh, great conversation. I... I got a couple of points that I like to make and then hear what you got to say. The first one is on the draft, um, which is going to lead to my coordinator comment. So I think I don't want to even get into the scenarios where they're trading down or whatever, but let's say at three they choose somebody like a Joe Alt or a Marvin Harrison Jr. Who, that I would be thrilled if they choose, you know, chose Harrison. It's a quarterback-rich draft. They can get a decent quarterback at 34 or trade back up into the first round and get the quarterback they want. I think ultimately what they're going to do is probably sign a veteran quarterback, somebody like a Tannehill, just like as a bridge for a couple of years. Um, I think Van Pelt, I, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I know everything about the coordinators that they hired because I really know nothing about the guys. But mm-hmm. I think Van Pelt was brought in just to bring the experience, the coaching experience that he has. He is the most experienced coach on the staff at this point. And what I really love about what they're doing is they're starting fresh. They're changing the culture. They're doing everything differently, it seems like. You know, I for a minute I thought they might bring Josh McDaniels in, and I really didn't want that because I want to see this team just go in a totally new direction. I was watching the Houston Texans in the playoffs, and I was thinking, wow, this could be us, like a former linebacker, rookie head coach with a rookie quarterback, and they look great. I mean, they obviously they got knocked out, but they had a great season. If we could replicate what they did in Houston this year, next year, I would be a very happy Patriots fan. Well, that would certainly be best-case scenario. I mean, That's if you take, the cry of you people. That is it. That is the best possible scenario. Uh, now, I don't know how much new it, it really is when he's talking about you know, you're starting fresh considering your head coach was on the staff last year, your defensive coordinator was on the staff last year. Yep. So this isn't like a we're completely changing the culture. Mayo has only played for and coached with Bill Belichick. Yep. So even though he sounds different at the press conference, like how different is the whole operation going to be? Well, we'll see. Plus, Everybody wanted a change because it was all Bill hiring his guys, mm-hmm. doing it his way. The change feels like the people picking their guys is the change. Robert Kraft picked his guy, yeah. Gerard Mayo. Didn't go outside the, the the comfort zone. Didn't interview anyone else. Went with the guy job. who, if you believe him, he decided on a trip to Israel five years ago. Right. That's my head coach. Huh? Right? 
It was his instinct. And Elliot Wolf is bringing his boys from Cleveland and Green Bay, just like Bill brings his boys. So you didn't like when Bill stuck with his dependables and his boys. But <laughs> I was thinking you were going to say his depends. <laughs> <laughs> but now it's okay that Elliot Wolf, you, you trust Elliot Wolf's dependables more than Bill's dependables? Uh. Like so, I understand the the angst a little bit here. Yeah. I understand. Oh yeah, yeah I the, do. I get the, it. But the cry, the rallying cry, is Houston. You got the young. That's it. Black linebacker, all pro player turned coach guy organization. Mm-hmm. Now a little different because he branched off, went to the Midas Touch San Francisco. I was going to say, where, where did he go for a minute? Came and, back. Well, and that's also the big glaring difference too. Is D'Amico Ryan's is able to go learn under a staff like that, meet. People that weren't with the Patriots in yeah. this case. Well, where did Bobby Slowick come from? So, like, Raheem Morris. Washington. He was on the same staff that produced all all of them. They're all there. No, but then Bobby Slowick was also in San Francisco. No, I know, but it all goes back to that. Oh, yeah. Oh, really, right. they should have just gone to that staff and picked somebody. Oh, Whoever's left. Insane. Is there anybody left? No, I mean, anybody. Is there, like, a ball boy? Are, sure, take them. There's Hire them today. Flip that over and the next other people. It's it's the craziest coaching tree, really, of, of uh, for a terrible team. Of all time. The team was, like, 4-12. and 12. Yeah. But every assistant coach, because that was when Mike was still the head coach, so every assistant coach was great. No, but I'm saying, you know, if Gerard Mayo, for example, if he left New England two years ago. He did. He went to Optum. Got it. Did they have any good OCs there? <laughs> if he went to, if he went and coached, this hypothetically, for uh, the Rams, say he was like a linebacker coach for the Rams. But don't pick the Rams. I'm picking the Rams. Why are you picking the Rams or the Niners? Because pick somebody this, else. Okay, the oh, oh the Lions. Okay, thank Say you. he coached the Lions. And then Ben Johnson or Tanner Engstrom would be much more interested in joining his staff. This is what happened. Zach Robinson might have, in a vacuum, been interested in being the offensive coordinator for the Patriots. But as soon as Raheem Morris got the Falcons job, it was like, oh, I'm going to go with him. Right. And Raheem's like, I'm taking him. And well, it's that's like, how it works. That's my point. So when you have a whole – so because the last caller was saying what a change in uh, culture. I'm saying Gerard Mayo's never left New England. So what guy was he going to bring in here? Nobody. He doesn't know any of these offensive guys. So I'm ex teammates, uh, player types. Welker is Welker ever going to be an offensive coordinator? You think he was an offensive coordinator at the Pro Bowl? Okay, it's a flag football game, yeah, they, and they lost. Did they? Oh, so no, it was no. a shootout. A lot of points scored. Oh no, NFC one, right? Was he the NFC guy? No, he was AFC, I believe. Oh, yes, they lost because he's with, was with Dolphins. Dolphins. Yeah, yeah. So they, yeah, I think I, I believe think the NFC. He won. was Peyton Manning's offensive coordinator. Who the hell? I don't know. Who the uh, hell? I wanted to mention. Uh, Red Sox truck day, so the uh, it's officially spring, and they they head on down there. Well, it's not officially spring, but we didn't talk to you about the Theo Epstein last week, right? No, you weren't in when uh, Theo Epstein was was brought back. Yeah. I actually view this uh, optimistically. Oh, you're giving me a look. I think this is a good sign. What is this? The sock sniffer island you're going <laughs> to stand on here? No, it's me trying to find something positive with the Red Sox because there hasn't been in several years. You superficial boob. I think Theo Epstein being in the organization at any capacity is better than he's advising. And so maybe Yeah, but could, I saw he's advising everybody. Like he he yeah, had a quote about how he's going to be involved with all the I entities. know, but we were talking about this last Friday, Stiz. Do you really think he's going to be helping Liverpool replace what's no, his I, name? Yeah, there? I do. I yeah, actually I do. I forget the name. <laughs> what was that yeah, guy's I name? Can't. 
I think you may Flutes? be overestimating how much involvement he'll have with the Red Sox. I think you are. But I, t- I think I he's think... going to be way, way up. Like, I think the executive yeah. producer, like, doesn't that happen in movies yeah. where there's, like, the gets the movie, like, basically before it goes to the theater to mm-hmm. just, like, sign off on it and yeah, earn his good. share? Yeah. I feel like that's what Theo's going to be. I just think that if anybody is ever going to be able to break through to John Henry and be like, hey, you need to spend on whatever the next big free agent is like you need to sign this guy and but explain it to him like if you do this it could lead to this type of money down the road it would be Theo way more than it would be Craig Breslow or even Alex Cora I I agree with that but I I don't even think that's why he's doing it yeah I think he lended his name to the organization but I think he's focused on a challenge I could bring my my baseball mentality and team building and culture and science and analytics to NASCAR, to soccer, to PGA, whatever the hell they're doing with the PGA. I think he looks at it as a way to prove another avenue where he can be successful and challenge himself. Because he took two of the greatest challenges in the history of sports in the Red Sox and Cubs. Oh, it's insane, his resume. So what is a guy like that left to do? And how old is he? 40? He's young guns. So. I mean, he's pretty young. So he's I think a 28-year-old GM. Right. I think he looks at this <laughs> as a challenge. The one thing, yeah. we talked to uh, Bradfoe this weekend. Oh, good get. and Hart program. You know, we pulled some strings. I like that. We had to, He frequents know, the Rich Keefe show. Um, but he did, the only thing he did sway me a little bit in the positive direction was how competitive Theo is. And Theo knows his name is now attached to the Boston Hell Red Sox. Yeah. Good point. And he, even if he took the job to do other things, he won't sit back and let the Red Sox be a laughing stock yes. or a second tier team. Last place for three straight years, four so straight years. That's the one yeah. thing is like his ego at some I point. Like it. Screw it, Breslow. Just let me do it. <laughs> yes. let, yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. takes over, yeah. does something. But I also think like Breslow now like legit has somebody he can talk to about a certain move. Like whether it's like. Yeah, but about what? They don't do anything. Well, maybe now Marcelo Mayer gets traded for a stud somewhere or maybe, I mean, the Corbin Burns thing didn't happen, but maybe they trade for Dylan Cease or so, like something. And maybe if he had cold feet about it, and, and but Epstein's how can like, you do that? Do what? How can Call you have? Sure, he has his phone number. How can you have? Craig? Hello, this is me, no, Craig. <laughs> how is can you have? Yeah, I have a question about a trade. Everything they said at Winter Weekend was about position players and development and organization. And then Theo swoops in, and you like, yeah, you cho- totally switch gears. They listen. This deal was just too good for us to pass up. I don't like. They're a mess, and I don't think Theo, Theo can mess, fix dude. it. They are a mess. He fixed 86 years. He fixed whatever the hell it was in Chicago. Who's back in the playoffs sooner, Red Sox or Patriots? Red Sox. Just because the way baseball is. I mean, they've been horrifically bad for a couple of years, I think. The extra and they've been knocking on both. the door in, like, <laughs> yeah, September. They've been two out at the yes, trade deadline. I mean. All right, we get back to your phones. Uh, a lot of Patriots, obviously, with the Van Pelt hiring, still trying to make sense of all that. Add the Red Sox to the conversation. I do want to hit on uh, Marcus Smart's return to the TD Garden yesterday. So uh, that is all on the way. 617-779-7937. Keith and Hart here on WEI right now. Here's Stiz with What's Trending. Now, here's What's Trending on WEI. Trending now on WEI and WEI.com. It's been over a week since the last time the Bruins hit the ice when they beat the Flyers in Philly 6-2. Hockey fans can rejoice as the Bees will be back in action tomorrow night when they'll host the Calgary Flames. 
from the TD Garden. Puck drop at 7 p.m. from Causeway Street. Celtics got the dub over the Grizzlies last night at the Garden, beating Memphis 131-91. Former Celtic Marcus Smart returned to the Garden for the first time since being traded to the Grizzlies, but didn't play due to a finger injury. Boston honored Smart with a video tribute compiling a handful of highlights and memories, which was, which was received with a thunderous applause from Celtics fans. Celtics have the night off tonight. They're back at it Wednesday night when they'll host the Hawks at the Garden. Tip-off at 7.30. We told you last week that Steve Belichick had an interview with the University of Washington and the son of the greatest coach of all time has agreed to become the new defensive coordinator for the Huskies. Belichick will work under new Washington head coach Jed Fish. The pair previously worked together in Foxborough in 2020 when Fish served as Patriots quarterback coach in the wake of Tom Brady's departure. Former Patriots running backs coach Vinny Sunsiri also expected to leave New England for Fish's staff in Seattle with Belichick. And in an early sign of spring, the Red Sox equipment truck left Boston on, on, on Monday earlier today for spring training in Fort Myers, Florida. Red Sox spring training just around the corner. I'm Stiz. That's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com. More Rich Keefe shows coming your way. Remember, you can listen to WEEI on your smart speaker. Just say, play 93.7 WEEI. Now, more of the Rich Keefe Show on WEEI. Back here on the Rich Keefe Show with Andy Hart, WEEI. Hope everybody's having a good Monday. It is Super Bowl week. Super Bowl week is upon us. Oh, yeah, isn't tonight the big game? What's tonight? Monday Night Raw? No, opening night. Is it tonight or tomorrow? I forget. It's been a while since I've been to a Super Bowl. Me too. I know. You went to nine, though. That's a good one. Nine times. Nine Super Bowls. Wow. That's pretty cool, Andy. That's pretty great. I miss them. I did the three. As soon as I got over here, the Patriots made three straight. So I went to, let's see, 16, 17, 18. So that would have been Houston... Minnesota, Atlanta were the three I went to, which is not exactly New Orleans, Vegas, and Miami. No, but what they sent your they sent your show. Yeah, me, Dale, and Holly, and then the last year was just me and Dale. But yeah, yeah, nice. Yeah, I wish we'd go back someday. Yeah, I was, was texting cool. Keith this morning. Like, I'm pretty upset we're not in Vegas right now. I know it'd be pretty fun. Oh yeah, Vegas. Did well, you see the um, sphere when they had the helmets? No, they had it as a sweet. helmet just sitting there. So like, it changed between the Niners and it was. I like it. I think that thing is one of the coolest. It's nuts. Gimmicky, so, gadgety things that's ever been put on this planet. I didn't go inside of it. So I went to Vegas for the very first time in my life a few Brag. months back. Yep. Well, I've never been. And so me and two of my, uh, my buds from college, we went. Your wife allowed? She did, which was, I was Wait, surprised. you just had a kid not that long ago. Yeah, I have two of them. No, no, no. But <laughs> like how, the baby is how old? Oh, she's a year and four months, maybe. So oh. not that old. You have two small children. Yeah. Trust me, I know. And I watch them all, all day, every day. I watch, watch the hell out of them. What do you mean you look at me? Who do you think's with the little one all day long? Who do you think is? The parent. Me. That's how it's... I know. That's how it's <laughs> supposed to be. I know, but a lot of people work during the day, so they at least break it up a little bit. You're not not this one guy. of those men that calls it babysitting. No, well, God, no. Okay. It's my child. <laughs> you're, you're, you're tiptoeing down the line here. No, no, no. I'm not babysitting. I'm just saying you're, you're reminding me that I have uh, kids. But no, it's gone for and a you weekend. you ditched them to go to Vegas and do who knows what with who knows That's who. That's none of your business. No. So she said fine. 
<laughs> which was surprising, especially with the two guys that I went with. But anyway. Uh, what no. did she have planned on her end? That's fair. <laughs> that, that's actually maybe the questions I should have been asking. Like, You're kind of quick to say yes to this. No, but so we didn't even go inside the sphere, but we walked down to it, and they had some crazy stuff. And it was around Halloween, so they, like, turned the thing into, like, a pumpkin, and it was just, like, oh, yeah. stuff. And it's just, it's crazy, because you're like, this is just here. How big is it? Huge. But, like, can you put it in perspective? Uh, Higher than the lighthouse at your ladder now? No, I don't think it goes that high. What about in comparison to like Epcot? Like that? never been to Epcot. Oh, oh no, okay. never been to Disney. Never been to World or Land. I know you've it's been to bigger this than this building. <laughs> well, they fit a lot of people in there for those U two shows. Yeah, uh, but yeah, it's, it's kind of cool. I find it amazing. Yeah, every time I see a new one, there was one point I think they just had it as like a blinking eyeball. It was one of the coolest <laughs> things I've ever seen. Yeah, and, and I don't even. I, I think I'm less interested in the inside and a show and a concert. Yeah, that's why I said I'm like we don't really need to go in. I, I want to drive at it. by, yeah. and see what it is. And when it, yeah. like the it's so um, clear and crisp when they put like the helmets look like there's that's a cool. freaking helmet sitting in the middle of the, the city. Yeah, uh, I that is the one thing I'd really like. Now all the other stuff's cool. Obviously, remember when Bill called the Raiders practice facility the Taj Mahal of the NFL? Yeah, you know. Continuing his path out of New England, I think, and by just taking another shots. Jab at, at how bad this imagine place how is. in place having, having a place <laughs> like this to actually practice. Um, I feel like Vegas is a good Super Bowl city, though. Oh yeah, got to be one of the best. Like, yeah. it's now, set the up teams for teams are not in Vegas. No, and they're also not thrilled about their practice facilities. Well, I said that was San Francisco. San Francisco, the one that's with the Raiders is fine. Yeah, yeah, are they at UNLV? I think. I believe so. You got a Shan bad hands. draw. What do you want me to tell Shan you? Shanahan's bitching about it. He's already complaining. Is this the reason you lose? No, but this win the game, you loser. This seems like. Uh, basically what happens, it feels like, is if you have a new stadium, they're going to give you the Super Bowl, whether they should or shouldn't based well, on the Well, some city. of them were uh, contractually obligated. Is Atlanta, Minnesota? Detroit. Oh, yeah. New Jacksonville. York. When they were bilking taxpayers out of like a billion bucks, they're like, we'll give you a Super Bowl. Yeah. But I feel bilking like... Bilking, strong word. Allegedly one- bilking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think once they get back into like a traditional... Pattern. Vegas is in the mix. Yeah. LA, Vegas, New Orleans. New Orleans. You probably have to include maybe Miami and Phoenix. Yeah. Oh, yeah. How was the Phoenix one? Uh, too spread out. Yeah. Okay. I like a walkable Super Bowl. Houston was very walkable. Very. I mean, Houston was great. You got Bourbon Street. You got hotels. You got the dome. You got the arena next door. Mm hmm. To me, New Orleans is great. I mean, a little gross. I said times. Houston wasn't bad. <laughs> what was I saying? <laughs> you were talking about Bourbon Street. I'm like, I don't remember Bourbon Street in Houston. I thought Houston was fine. I mean, maybe yeah, we had a hotel that was out, close. Too big. Okay, all right. Too spread out. The places yeah. that are spread out and you get to drive 40 minutes for yeah, this. Yeah, no, not ideal. No. I want, I, ideally, you don't have to get into a car. Ideally, you just walk everywhere, bars, to Minis- Minnesota sucked. Horrible. Sucked. I've never been so cold in my entire life, and I'm from yep. New Hampshire, I and I, I went to die. school in upstate New York. I've only no cold climate. Minnesota, next level cold. I tell like, people to that. Different bone. cold. There's the first, only time I've ever had hot coffee. Was how, That's how cold it was. Really? Yes. I was like, I need to warm my bones. I couldn't believe how cold it was yeah, I got lost post-game and thought I was going to die. I went yeah. down. Oh, don't do that. A fenced-in like walkway, except it just ended and had it. And I was like, oh I'm God. too cold to turn around and go back the way I just came. Like I, I legitimately thought I was going to die. The hotel wasn't where we stayed wasn't that far from the Mall of America, which Radio Row was set up, which also was not the best place for Radio Row. Oh, no. It was in a food court. I mean, I got my Chick-fil-A and my Orange Julius every day, but I did not need to be... The in, mall was cool. Though. We were jan- the mall's cool, yeah. yeah. And they had like you, know, they had like the big like amusement park in the middle of it. it was awesome. But they had uh, 
like you're just elbow to elbow with everybody in the middle of the food court. Oh, from Radio poor Row. media guy with elbow to elbow, and That's the just, food was too close. It's just not comfortable. No, we're sitting there like WIP is like on the on our laps. <gasps> WIP. Well, as the people that are next to us. Oh my god. No, I don't sound like that, baby. I don't sound like that. Oh yeah. All right. Let's do, let's have so you, you a broadcast paid to go to the Super Bowl. Yep. <laughs> what are you What are you doing with <laughs> voice and like, tears for? Am I supposed you, to feel sorry for you? Yes, people you on top of people like that. bitch. It, oh, that's not nice. What is wrong with you? <laughs> that was aggressive. Yeah, what is that, over the top? Are you dealing Ooh. with something at home while you no, bring it, it to home. the show? Get it home. What is that I do about? have to get up and drive my wife to the airport Here it is. Here we I'm going to get home at 11-something and get up at 4. Oh, my God. I get up at 4 every single night. And worse yet, Sometimes at 45, I have my annual, so I can't drink coffee. You pinpointed it. He's got his annual tomorrow. Yeah, he's worried about some bad is. news. He's no, 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 no. He's no, no, no. voice. I've been waiting for this day. Oh, I yeah. lost sure. 23 pounds sure, yeah. on a wake in 180. I'm going to just go They'll in there and be like, else. They'll look find at this. Else. Huh? Yeah. How you like me now? They're like, now. That BMI you used to bitch about? Down. Visceral no. fat? Down. They'll Thanks find something else. Wake in 180. They probably won't like your general attitude. That'd well, be my guess. I don't get along with my doctor. There you go. I'm shocked. I'm shocked by this news. This is not a me problem. This it's a her problem. Of course. Of she course stinks. I actually am going to the doctor's tomorrow as well because my wife is making me. She's Hi. like, you have she's like, you haven't had a physical in like twelve years. She's like, you need to go to the doctor. I'm like, I'm fine. So physically physical? I feel fine. Like a physical. Physically I feel physically fine. Ooh, for twelve years? No, I, I don't think it's been twelve, but it's been a while. So you can't eat in the morning either because you gotta run your blood. Oh, they didn't tell me that. Yeah, if you want to do blood work, you have to fast. Starting when? Midnight. I no, I'm not going till the afternoon. It's six uh, hours. I think so. If you're going to get blood work, but you could, you'll probably just go get your physical, and then they'll say, "Hey, come oh, back." You, and come back. Blood you work. don't want to do that. Just get it out yeah, of the way. Yeah, you same could bang day. it out. Because yeah. usually they have the like. My doctor's is one of those one-stop shop nows where there's yeah. like you go to the other floor and there's the yeah, whole yeah, blood yeah. area. Yeah, yeah. Get it done. You don't want to go back. No, I don't want to go back. So I wouldn't eat tomorrow, all day, till you're done. Hey. I mean, right. and you're going to be hungry. Some issues. Oh, yeah, hungry hippo. I bet you put on some weight since the last physical. <laughs> bet you the cholesterol's up. I don't know what heart's Blood problem is. Heart's always kind of like fat shaming me for some reason. No, it's not fat shaming. It's not promoting. It's fat observing. It's not. It's not <laughs> helpful. It's not nice comments that you're saying. Uh, what is fat shaming anyway? Oh, hey, look at you. You're fat. Ha ha ha. You're fat. So the truth. Well, the laughing doesn't have to. You know. I don't laugh. What you did to Alex Van Pelt last week? Yeah. Hell yeah. What you oh, did to Ben McAdoo earlier? I don't. I, you, I did it to Patrick you. Mahomes on TV, and the producer was like, "All right, we can probably ease off the fat shaming." <laughs> yeah, right. I think she was offended. I don't, I don't even know who it was. I don't think it's allowed. It was the voice in my ear, and I was like, well, "Fat shaming." Tired, His gut's yeah. hanging out. What do you want me to tell you? He's got a gut hanging out. He doesn't. We he, can all see it. What are we going to pretend it's not there? He's doing all right. Doing is that right. what we're supposed to do in this day and age? Pretend it's not there. Yes. Pretend the person in front of you is not fat. Yeah. Okay, I'll pretend. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what you're supposed to do. I think you're supposed to keep that information to yourself, I believe. All right, let's go to John in Rhode Island. He joins us next year on the program. Hello, John. Hey, man. Uh, happy Monday. Love the show. Yes. Uh, quick little uh, thing on the sphere. You can actually invest in it, um, and it's run by Uncle James Dolan. So if you guys are interested. Oh, yeah, it's an <laughs> MSG property, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, all right. So uh, the Patriots kind of just make me feel like I'm going to get my hopes up and be let down like they have kind of like throughout my, not my entire life, but, like, mainly in the draft. Like, we wanted Zach Robinson or, you know, Shane Waldron or somebody as offensive coordinator. We got Alex Van Pelt. 
you know, we want a quarterback <laughs> or Harrison. I feel like we're going to, like, trade back and get Joe Alt. Like, uh, I, I just think that it's just, like, a lot of kind of the same of how the Patriots have been. Um, I, I just think the McAdoo and the Van Pelt kind of scream that they're not going to take a quarterback and they think they can kind of work with what they have or what they're going to bring in, which, you know, if we let go of Jaden Daniels or Marvin Harrison, we're going to watch them excel in the league and we're going to have Joe Alt. You know, that's the way I kind of look at it. It's well, like, I don't know. Yeah, no, I hear you, John. I'm I, not worried about that. I am not worried about they'll them still taking take a quarterback at three. Oh, well, my God. If, and if they, if they trade, trade down, down and take a tackle. I'm not necessarily opposed to it. Yeah, I am. If they trade if down to like eight and get a one for next year, and next year go into the top, you know, ten with two first-round picks, quarterback, tack, like, okay, you can sell me on a plan. Because you just said it. He said it. Stiz said it. You said it's a multi-year plan. It's a multi-year plan. So if you, you don't love get the quarterback, quarterback but, but if you don't love him, though, I don't know if you're picking the picks third to get again. the best quarterback next year. Think about how bad the Patriots were this year. I think they're they going to be bad still again. pick. Third, they still didn't have the best pick, or the that's second why you pick. want the second first round pick that you'll acquire in the trade yeah, from somebody. And you from hope hopefully another bad. team no, that's going to play their rookie QB. It probably won't go well, so they'll be in the top ten too. But it's a fair question picks. by John. Do you think by bringing in Alex Van Pelt and Ben McAdoo is any of their thought process mm, those guys would be better with a veteran quarterback? I mean, that's a theory that has been floated. I don't like that. No, I don't either. I really that would terrify me. Like if you're going, I actually think it's money. Yeah, it might. I be. think some I, of it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, have yeah. you done this thing? Where you go to, is Amazon a sponsor? Stiz? No, I don't know. So you go to Amazon, <laughs> like, looking for something, kind of like the brand name version. Uh-huh. And that's there. Go ahead. And it's like, oh, like a, a cordless vacuum. Sure. And you're like, oh, there's what the brand What you bought for name. your wife for Christmas. Yeah. It's awesome. And even, <laughs> even she has broken down and admitted it's pretty sweet. All right. But you could have gotten that for maybe a different day. Yes, but, probably. Okay. Like, just a day not named Christmas. Correct. <laughs> but... So you go there and you're scrolling, you see like the Panasonic mm-hmm. or the Dyson or whatever the brand names are. Yeah. Then you keep scrolling and you're like, oh, the Jing Dong yeah. and these like random Chinese knockoffs that are like much a cheaper. third of the price. Yeah. How do they work? You usually get what you pay for. 100%. I feel like yeah. they saw the Nick Cayley, the uh, Zach Robinson. Right. And you want a three-year deal for how much? Well, if Ben Johnson... Hey, Van Pelt, you right. got any other offers? Okay, so we'll give you one year at $1 million. You taking it? And he goes, sure. Yeah, in. That's what, and and yeah, you end no. up with the vacuum that sucks. Yeah, that's why. not I, the way it's supposed to no, suck. Correct. Good one. Like, ben, if Ben Johnson reportedly was asking for, like, $15 million to be a head coach, right? Yeah. You could see sort of what the trickle-down might be. And if Tanner Angstrom was working under Ben Johnson... So he's Nick Cayley's like, like, listen, I'll take the job. Yeah, I want yeah. $4 million. Yep. Five million. Oh, yeah. Whatever, whatever. And I want three years, not two. Like, he's negotiating. Mm -hmm. And they're like, you're still Nick Cayley. I mean, what are we doing here? Yeah. Just like I would have done with Ben Johnson. I would have told him to go screw. If I'm hiring Jim Harbaugh in L.A. for 16 million, I'm not hiring Ben frickin' Johnson for 15. Now you have Dan Quinn. Okay. So the commanders. So I'll hire somebody else in two years. And then Dan Quinn, poor Dan Quinn's first day on the job is to go down the hall and fire Eric Bieniemy. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, leadership, part of the job, right? <laughs> Eric's like, yeah, I had a feeling I was going to get fired considering I read you hired Cliff Kingsbury for my <laughs> job, but yeah, thanks. Well, you never know. Today's day, titles are fine. You yeah, never know. You no, can have two OCs. I guess that's true. All right, uh, real quick, I did want to mention Marcus Smart or uh, the Grizzlies, whatever was left available from the Grizzlies, were at the Garden yesterday. The only trip for Memphis to the Garden. They were a bit uh, undermanned, but still. Marcus Smart, you had the video, you had the whole welcome back, Marcus Smart. Here was Marcus Smart after the game. What are the emotions? 
What are you expecting to feel tonight coming back? So thank you, Marcus. To be honest, I don't know. I'm expecting to just uh, really just let it be for, for me to just be surprised. We're not where we're at as a team if it wasn't for him. Go out there and, uh, you know, um, embrace whatever happens, whatever um, whatever it is emotionally, um, and just let myself uh, get lost in the moment. It was incredible for this organization from the time he got drafted to the time he got traded. Now, an incredibly polarizing player. We talked about Marcus Smart a lot, yeah. especially in the uh, the lead-up to the trade and everything that has happened since. Uh, he's a very memorable player. Mm-hmm. I still maintain that he was never properly rated. There are ones you hear scowl in the comments there. There are, there are a lot of people that thought he was way better than he was. But then you would listen to just as many people, not give him any credit for anything at all, right. and kind of you'd end up arguing with both sides. Like I would on a night to night basis, you'd take one call and you'd have to sort of like get a reality check on them who think he's going to the hall of fame. And then others who think he shouldn't even be on the court ever. So he was a, he was a weird guy, but he was, you know, a top six pick on the team was the longest tenured guy for many seasons, a lot of different teammates in and out. I always liked Marcus smart, but I mean, the team could very well win a title this year, the first year that he's gone. So I think that also does say something. See, I don't. He got traded for a great player. Yeah. Right? Or a... Uh, no, great. very me, good. I'm pull, very I good. pulled a scowl there. Yeah, yeah. Let me rain, rain strong. it strong. Yeah. Um, but in, an all-star caliber player, an offensive player, a unique player. Yes, a sure A different is. kind of player. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't often like to agree with our afternoon host, Adam Pacman jones Okay. But I agree with him. Like, Marcus Smart was a role player, complimentary player yeah. who got improperly elevated to a like an iconic type status thing that almost hurt him. Like, mm. if you expected him to be what his reputation with some people was, yeah. you were disappointed. If you just expected him to be a scrappy defense, role player, gritty, the kind of guy that a good team needs, blah, 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 I think... You, he was fine. He did that. I think they kind of... But Defensive Player of the Year yeah. lifted him to a certain... Or what DPOI as his... DPOI. Uh, he and his, Gary Payton, the last two guards, did yeah. that. Yeah. Pretty and good. that's great. That's great. Was he great? No. He was a great defensive player. Yeah, he wasn't a great overall player. I don't offense, even know if he was a great defense. He was a really good defensive player. He. Uh, we went to the Defensive Player of the Year with people arguing if he was the best defensive player on his team or whether Rob Williams no, was better. That was the whole lead up I to that I think they award. did him a disservice. I think he was playing out of position for most of his career. I know some people would call me crazy. I think he should have been a point guard from Jump Street. I think it would have cut down on the number of games where he had so many bad three attempts mm-hmm. and so many, like, why'd you take 10 threes, Marcus? Like, I think he was playing off the ball so much that he's like, well, I'm out, like, I'm out here. I'm going to fire when ready. Yeah, but I think that was also uh, problematic and something he shouldn't have done. Like, mm-hmm. the role that he played, like the Draymond Green role, like they, yeah. those types of players should know where they where they I get agree. in, where he they should fit have in. a little bit more. And that was always one of the arguments with yeah. him, both on the court and off of it. Yeah, does he does he know his role? Is he comfortable with his role, or does he think he's the alpha? Does he think he's the captain and the leader and the should be shooting more and better? He had some quotes along the way. Remember, like great point guard stuff. Or I don't even remember the details, but he would say some things implying like. Yeah, that's what happens when you let your point guard shoot or your point guard play. Yeah, or your yeah. po- I yeah. forgot some of the details, <laughs> yeah. but he he fancied himself more than a complimentary oh, defensive-minded role player. Not shy or not short on confidence, that's for sure. And so he's been out for a long time. He's got a, a right finger injury. But for those that have not paid attention, he's played in 20 games this year for Memphis. Memphis sucks. 
He's averaging 14.5 points, 2.7 rebounds, 4.3 assists, two steals, and he's shooting 31% from three. And they stink. They're horrible. And then they got John Morant back for a little bit, and then, he, then he got hurt. And so Might actually benefit them. Though, it's a loss. They're going to have a lottery pick, and they're going to get a player. They have a high pick, yeah. Long term, that'll yeah. help them. All right, our first series of Super Bowl prop bets, a palooza. We have five. This was bets awesome to last rip year. Really I was looking forward to this. I know year. you loved it. So we'll rip through those, and we get back to your phone calls here. 617 779 7937. It's the Rich Keefe Show, the Andy Hart here on WEEI. If you missed any of our Patriots Monday and Friday interviews, go back and listen on the podcast anytime. Just subscribe to the Rich Keefe Show on the Odyssey app or wherever you find your podcasts. Now, more of the Rich Keefe Show on WEEI. Back here on the Rich Keefe Show, WEEI, Andy Hart in the house. All week long, we're going to be doing our Super Bowl prop bets, uh, Palooza. It was a smash hit last year. So there's going to be five bets every night. Five and every night? Every night, five different bets. End of the week, we have 25 bets that you can math works. choose either to get in, get out, whatever, for Sunday. Because it's so easy. You can just sit on the old couch, fire up some bets. Bet along with us, but again, ask you a quick side question. Of course, you can. This is a, this whole show is basically a lot of side questions. I've noticed that, and I like it. I do. Have you noticed callers say, "Hey, I love the conversation." People love the we're show. We're talking with yep. people, having a conversation. We're not talking at them. That's a good way of putting it. Um, so my friend may be listening. Okay, no, shout out to Hart's friend. No disrespect meant with this question, but uh-uh. I'm going to ask Rich, Rich Keefe a question because he has two young children. I do. What are your thoughts on a 2 p.m. Sunday? Children's birthday party. This Sunday? Yes. My thoughts are? Not great. And just to add detail, it is the birthday. Oh, right. It's so the they, actual date. So how many, uh, how old's the kid? Five? Four, five? Five, I So think. I feel like uh, the young kid party typically is only a couple of hours, right? Two, three hours tops. Yeah. So you could still be out of there by 5 o'clock. Oh, absolutely. Uh, that's long. 4 o'clock. I, four, okay, I, four, I was targeting 4. You know what? I guess not the worst thing I've heard. The game starts at 6.30. As long as you're at your house or wherever you're watching the party or watching the game, having your party at, by like 5, I think you're in good shape. Yeah, my wife sent it to me because, as I said, she's going to be away. But she's like, hey, you should go to this. And I'm like. <laughs> oh, so she's going to have to go. She's like, you can go to this. Um, you can represent me at this. And I, I was like, wait, is this is this this Sunday? Yeah, that's a weird one. It's going to be a super party. Yeah, I think you can I also wondered go. if they knew when they did it or just like... But you can also... Well, oh yeah, maybe not. My guess is not. But do you have time to kill? Yeah, no, it, it just... My actually thought process here mm-hmm. is it delving into like how I'm going to eat. <laughs> Probably a so lot. like, what am I going to eat there? Am I going to have cake? And then after I have... If I have a big slice of cake, am yeah. I going to go want beer and like Probably. wings? Yeah, and, the answer is And yes. what's going to be the end result? Uh, diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> but I think you're going to be... In, and oh, also, this is a good time to remind everybody or to tell everybody, this Sunday, 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. here on WEEI, it is... What are we calling it? Big Game Brunch. The Big Game Brunch. He grabs his phone. Yeah, I know I had it written down. Graphic. It's me, it's Hart, it's Fitzy, and Shime from 8 to 11 a.m. this Sunday, getting you ready for the big game. Hmm. We're all bringing stuff in. We are? Yeah, Shime's got coffees. I got donuts. So what you am I bringing? Fitzy, well, I don't know. More than just your your uh, your attitude. 
What, I don't have an ad. Bring dude. something nice. Bring something like a quiche. <laughs> I don't think I know how to make a quiche. All right. Bring a. Can I buy a quiche? Bring a Danish. Uh, bring something. Well, I like Dan- che- good cheese Danish. Good cheese Danish. Get the people going. This is not Awaken 180 approved. Big, oh, the big game. Well, I don't think most things on the old big game brunch are going to be. Well, yeah. I mean, so 8 to 11, you're going to have a nice little radio program. Then you get to drive home. Then you get to go to a little kid birthday party. Then you get, you know, you're in a busy day. You're you? right. It's going to end That's a on full the bowl. It's <laughs> <laughs> a full the day. different bowl for me. I'm going to need a super bowl yeah. bowl. So I'm excited for that. Okay, yeah, right, that should be fun Sunday morning. Let's get to these prop bets right now. Again, five every night. And if there's any you really want to bet on throughout the week, we can throw them in there. You're going to be back on Thursday. I will. Be. All right, Stiz, you got to answer these as well. I'll keep track right. of these. Do you have a document? Uh, I'm going to. I'm going to have a document, just like last year, as you remember. Yes. All right. It'll be a graphic, I bet. Very simple, right out of the shoot. Patrick Mahomes, over or under two eyes? Two, no, not his dad. Wow. Also, that's a cheap shot. It and, was a cheap shot, I admit it. And I know his dad was a pro baseball player, but it also shows you how famous you are if somebody in your family gets in trouble and it's like a headline. Well, especially Super Bowl week. It is Super Bowl week. Other weeks, it may not have garnered quite as much attention. I bet people still would have talked about it. Yeah. Well, yeah. his name is Patrick Mahomes, right? There it is. I mean, the first. <laughs> right. All right, Patrick Mahomes, the second, uh, over under 262 and a half passing yards. 262 and a half, over or under? Over. All right. Over. All right, I think it's going to be a clean sweep. We'll get Fitzy's answer offline. Question number two. Brock Purdy Brock. touchdown passes over under one and a half. So does he get to two? Mm-hmm. Under. Okay. I'm going to go over. I am going to say under. All right. Because of the Christian McCaffrey effect. I mean, he's, he's guaranteed one rushing touchdown a game. So you remove one of their scores true. and say it's Christian McCaffrey rushing. He could have two. What if two. he throws it to McCaffrey? I mean, McCaffrey runs one, and he'd probably get both. Yeah. And then he throws one. To, he's got so many guys to throw to. But they also run it with Debo. They run it with Debo. So you have this weird thing. McCaffrey Kittle, could catch it, but Debo could run Ayuk. it. Plus, Purdy has been running a little bit lately. Early, yes. He was a guy yeah. that never ran. And his prop bets for running were way low. That was somebody's lock the other day. I saw it was like 19 and a half yards or 18 and a half yards. Well, no, away. before that, it was single digits. But he's been, like, the last couple games, yeah. he's run a bunch. Yeah, that's true. So I'm going to go under. I'm going to say he throws one. All right. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, longest run over or under 18 and a half yards? Over. Over. All right. I'm going under on that one. So the other thing. I generally like to go with overs. They're more yeah. fun. Who votes under? Well, you did for Brock Purdy touchdowns. Yeah, but that doesn't affect the scoring. It sure does. No. Touchdowns, it does. No, because you can get them other ways. Well, Christian McCaffrey can have a... Uh, What's more fun, yards. a boring Brock Purdy this or like an end around to Debo and he runs it in and runs a guy over and hurdles him. Ah, touchdown, Debo. Points is points. That's my point. All right, over... Or no, here we go. <laughs> Marquez Valdez Scandling. I don't like this. Over, under, one and a half receptions. Under. Over. All right. See, <laughs> Hart hates doing unders, but he's going to second under here in four bets. You're going over, Stiz? I am. Over. Two grabs for uh, MVS. Yep, that's right. Man, that's what, because you know what? That's like your Al Horford six points. It's <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. it's so doable. It's right there. <laughs> Which makes it that much more painful. When you got to share this doc, Rich. The guy sucks, though. Yeah, we, I will. I'll try to come up with a graph. I'm not exactly the graphics department, but I'll do my yeah, best. Yeah, you are. I know. I, oh, I just Whoa, isn't today Tier no. Tuesday? Today's Monday. Oh, yeah. Yep. Still Oof. Monday. Jeez. My bad. I'm usually here. Guys, on all over the place. 
all over the place today. the C4 ultimate. <laughs> and uh, last one for tonight. The national anthem, as sung by Reba McIntyre, over under 90 and a half seconds. Oh, that's a tough one. Where'd you get this number? Uh, like, I, I pulled up a thing of, I forget which book had it, under. but this is, this is one. I didn't, I didn't make up this number. This is a number you can bet on. I thought I had seen earlier that it was going to be set in the low 80s and be the lowest number in the history of anthems because she's notoriously. She's, she goes quick. She, now, she never had an audience like this. I always say with the, they, they, you can make a meal out of it. This is the time to do it. I'm going to go under as well. I went to a high school <clears> game the other day. A girl added an extra syllable to every word. <laughs> How'd it go? Was it way over the 90 seconds? It wasn't great. (laughs) I was at the game. No, it was like, oh, say, hey, can you? Good for her. That was her moment. Uh, uh, She did a great job singing, if you took out the syllables. And I give anybody who does it. Yeah. I'm not going to criticize, because there's no way in hell you'd get me to do it. Should we start doing it before every show? Like right at 6 o'clock instead of we an intro? Do we do the anthem. I've heard worst ideas <laughs> on this program. <laughs> we can do the pledge. We can do that would uh, be good. Grand Old Flag. We're good Americans. Over. I'm going over on the national anthem uh, 90 seconds. Over? Yeah. All right. Very good. Those are our five uh, prop bets. And uh, we'll have five more tomorrow right around this uh, same time. We're going to have a lot of fun ones too. Yeah. They're all we'll fun. Like, no, no, no. But I mean maybe some... Um, Taylor Swift related ones. Or... So yes, we will. Now some of them are, I try like all of those are kind of you win the same amount of money plus or uh, over or under give or take. Okay. Whereas some of the other ones we can do a few, but they're not. Some of them like you can't bet. Swift no endorses on. Biden on yeah, the right. field. Right. It's a psyop. Yeah. Kelsey proposes to Swift. Like you can't. That's a popular one. I know, but it's like so weighted that it's like minus a thousand. No. It's good money. Oh, no, it's not. I mean, no, it's, <laughs> that's actually terrible money. Taylor Swift at the Grammys last night. Guess who wasn't there supporting her? Uh huh. Mm. Travis. Mm-hmm. Where the hell was he? Where be. the hell was he? What do you he? mean? Was not allowed. Oh, maybe like with Super Bowl. Yeah. How <laughs> yeah. I was exactly wondering that. Yeah, I probably said Super Bowl. That, but... Yeah, probably Super Bowl. She makes time out of her busy I schedule. I know, but it's a little different. She doesn't have a boss. Uh. She's her own boss. She's her own boss. That's everybody's last dream. night. She announced a new album. That's right. Sure did. Were you, did you not watch? The Grammys? Yeah. No, I was doing, I got double dorks. So I was recording. Two just, dorks for the price of one. Wasn't a bad Grammys last night. If I do It was a little so. weird, the crowd setup. The yeah. little tables in the audience and people oh, were of, late yeah, because yeah. of the weather. So what's I his saw name? the intro. I was watching that with yeah, my wife. he's literally. Trevor um, Noah. Talking, he's like saying things in the, and speak of the devil. There's like Taylor it's Swift like, walking in now. And she's like, hey. Mr. Kraft was there with his with his usual peeps, Jay Z, and then the the fanatics guy, Ruben. Pretty good. Yeah, we'll get uh, more on the Grammys during uh, the old grab bag. Oh, more? That's all I had. I well, me and Stitz can talk about it. Okay. Uh, Two hours down, two hours to go. Six one seven 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 nine seven nine three seven. She looked good. I have a Tracy Chapman story. Save it. Save that for uh, the Six Rings podcast. Oh. Alex Van Pelt compared to the other offensive coordinators who have been hired this offseason. We will get to that coming up next.